Hey everyone and welcome to Demon Slayer Chronicles presented by Popped Off, a weekly Demon Slayer podcast where each and every week we dive into every episode of the anime alongside its characters, lore, and so much more. As always, I'm your host Andrew Nimsgren and alongside me I have James Graham and Dylan Beale, who I said no one cares about how they're actually doing, so now I have to come up with a random question each and every week. And this week, since we're at the start of the anime 2020 season for spring, I want to ask what shows are you guys watching or what shows are you guys looking forward to watching? So, me personally, I'm not into Fruits Basket, but I'm really excited about the second season um, because now I have a good backlog to catch up on. Um, I love Slice of Life stuff, so this is, like, right up my alley. And uh, I was recently informed that the uh, the Digimon series is rebooting, except it's rebooting with modern technology, like, not using dial-up and all that stuff, so I'm really interested in how they spin it. I've heard the first episode is phenomenal, so I'm definitely checking that out. All right, didn't hear that. Um... For me, Fruit Basket is another one I'm super excited for. Season 2, uh, Kageyama, uh, Kagasama Love is War Season 2 is coming out, and those are probably the two I'm most excited about. And then um, Tower of God is one I randomly picked on a whim. First episode is beautiful with art style, so that'd be the one other one I'd recommend. But you guys, oops, Dylan, what do you have? Yeah, I was going to say, like, by the time uh, people listen to this, though, it's probably going to oh, be well true. after spring. And so, yeah. like, the, like, these would be famous last words, by the way. We're like, oh, we're that's so true. excited for this train like train wrecks of shows yeah maybe. but if any of these sound interesting you now have a new show to watch on top of demon slayer each and every week because they're all out by for you guys for by now but let's actually get into talking about the show you guys care about and move into the rigor roll that i'm gonna hand it off to dylan for yeah make sure you tell all your friends about us and make sure you leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on if you like the show yeah, and if you have any suggestions for additional segments, any questions, comments, concerns, anything for us, hit us up on Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact at poppedoff.com. But with that, let's jump into episode 11, Tasumi Mansion. Right, Dylan? Yeah, it's Tsumi? good enough. Yeah, yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> good enough. I'll take it. That's literally how I take this episode each and every week. All right. Um, Tanjiro separates uh, Zenitsu from the harassed girl. Zenitsu believes he will weak and die in the next job. So he wants to get married before it's too late. He tells Tanjiro he didn't want to become a demon slayer, but he got into debt to a woman and was given to a trainer who made him become one. Um, Tanjiro's crow directs the two to a mansion. Zenitsu's base hearing is basically as good as Tanjiro's smell, and they both notice something's wrong pretty quickly. They see two scared children outside who um, tell them that it's a demon's house and that a demon took their brother. And then Tanjiro, t- after a while, convinced Zenitsu to come into the house with them, leaving Netsuko's box with a sibling to protect them. Zenitsu freaks out um, when Tanjiro still has broken bones and the siblings enters the house as well when they hear Nesco scratching at the box and started getting scared. The house suddenly rearranged and separates the two pairs, the young girl and Tanjiro, and then her brother and Zenitsu are the two different pairs. Zenitsu uh, frankly looks for an exit when he opens a door and sees a boar-headed man who springs past them. Uh, the demon of the house approaches Tanjiro and the young girl and they hide. Tanjiro leaps on the demon, but the room suddenly flips uh, before he can get to him. Um, we see that the we learn that the demon's blood arc gives him total control of the house with his Tasumi drums on his body, that he has multiple across all his body. Um, and the boar-headed man unexpectedly leaps into the room, wheel, um, wielding a pier to Nitrin uh, swords. I'm sorry. I definitely thought there were polo plates. And that's where the episode ends. This is a full three-episode arc, so we're recording all three of these episodes back-to-back. 
But first off, we're introduced to two new characters, kind of, and the next mini boss of the series. Um, we learn more that other people have incredible smelling and hearing now. So apparently, this is a super common thing in the world. I don't know. A lot of the different things in this episode. What do you guys think about it? Um, I mean, the first thing that stuck out to me was that we had confirmation that the bird does, in fact, speak English. We did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Zenitsu freaked right the hell out when it started speaking English. And so. I guess it's only him, which makes me think, wait a second, what do the other birds tell their demon slayers? Do they carry notes only, and this one just, like, throws the note away and just, like, speaks to Tanjiro? <laughs> no, I think other... takes a brief read of it and just like all right i don't need this no, he just has the it's uh zenitsu has a sparrow that doesn't talk. well no he, here's here's okay now we're gonna go into this discussion because we always have random discussions proving things on this show um if you remember uh when uh duder was telling uh uh the teacher about about tanjiro right wait duder yeah geo like, geo i only Gio. saw him Gio. once yeah geo um and so what he was telling him about Tanjiro, uh, we actually see the bird come in with a little note on its, like, leg. So I think oh, this true. is actually the only one that actually speaks. It might be. Hey, that's a good point. It might be. We don't, like, because the sparrow doesn't speak. It just squawks the entire time. But Tanjiro can understand it. No, no, no. Uh, it's it's English. What I'm saying is it's just, like, this bird is just up speaking English. Yes. Yes. And, I, and I'm saying the other birds don't speak. I think they don't but speak. But can can we, we can we talk about how Tanjiro can understand a sparrow then? Like Oh yeah, that's that is another thing. That is another thing. <laughs> I'm just Zenitsu's like you can understand <laughs> and like it would make more sense for Zenitsu to be, be able to understand it cuz he has incredible hearing. Tanjiro can just smell. So why can he talk to a bird? Well, well no, cuz like even if you have great hearing just because you hear well doesn't mean you can understand well. well. Yeah, know, it, it, it doesn't mean it's like sense for him. It, well, he doesn't. He's not good with linguistics, so I mean, like, I guess he wouldn't be able to interpret. The, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna chalk it up to the fact that Tanjiro was born in a mountain. But yep. that's that's I, all I, I got. That's all I got. Things could just be chalked up. Yep. Oh yeah, he's a mountain boy. He's a hillbilly, pretty much. Like he can he can do whatever he wants. It's so funny too because we get so nitpicky, but these little things that just get passed over, and it's like, yeah, you can talk well, to Dylan. I don't notice this until Dylan brings up one thing. I know. Yeah. And I noticed two or three other ones. Like Dylan doesn't actually watch the show the same way anyone else does in the world. Dylan just looks for the stupid little things that no one else gives a shit about. <laughs> I, I will actually miss huge things too, but I don't remember like it, it, characters' names. I won't. I'll forget huge plot points. But you notice that out of the ten curls we've seen, only one of them speaks. <laughs> what? Like, what is this? Why? <coughs> it actually kills oh, me, man. I, right. Also, okay. also, last point. Tandro oh. is my favorite Disney princess. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. Okay, we Great. go on to the next topic. I'm, I'm glad we got this all in the same. I got page. my jokes all out. Right. <laughs> so, um, I guess let's talk about the two new characters we are introduced to as well. And then we'll talk about the demon third. So Zenitsu, this is our second time seeing him. We saw him at the end of last episode. We obviously got a lot of time with him this episode. And then, I mean, this is one interaction. The first interaction was back at Final Selection. Dylan, has your um, impression of him? Like, we learned that he's pretty much just kind of a whiny little bitch. He doesn't think he's that strong, but he still somehow made it through. Um, and he pretty much had to be dragged into the house in this episode and useless while in the house. Like, what are you feeling about him so far? He's worse. He just got worse. I hate him. Like he, like, I like his interaction with the kid the whole time. The kid's just like, dude, like I'm a <laughs> child. What are you doing? Yeah. 
don't don't like cry in front of me i don't know i just i it's annoying like i i guess they needed to like harness all the annoyingness in a shonen character somewhere here and i guess they just took all of that and they just put it in one character and said all right he's gonna be our our, our like little like uh like catalyst like he's gonna store all the annoyingness in every character just in one well that is true because you need to make up for the fact that Nezuko can't really speak, so she can only be scary or cute. Like, you can't have, like, a full spectrum. With with Tanjiro, you can have him funny, annoying, um, like, adventurous, aggressive. Like, you can have so many more things because he speaks and has more. But with Nezuko, she sleeps, she looks cute, and she fights. She protects, she attacks, she sleeps. That's all she does. So you need to make up for that with other characters of being over the top. And I think we funnel see it all into Zenitsu. That's where they put Zenitsu. it all. Yeah, that's where they put yeah. all of it. And then, James, I know it's, again, harder for us to speak to characters where we already know so much more about them. But to this point in the show, what, like, when you remember your first interaction with this episode, like, what did you initially think of it? I was actually, like, I, like, I, again, like, it was, I, I, I had, like, a flashback to what drove me off of Black Clover. Because I watched the first episode of Black Clover and I couldn't watch it anymore because the main character reminded me of Zenitsu so much. I'm like, oh, my God, no. No, I can't get this deep. And then just be driven off by this character. I can't let this happen. So I'm like, all right, I just gotta, just gotta buckle down. I had to appreciate the fact the dude was trying to get a piece before he died. He was trying to get married, trying to get laid, and then he was like, I'm gonna die soon. So he was trying to get it all out of the way. Good for him. But other than that, yeah, he annoyed the piss out of me. That was that was the initial impression. I agree. And like I said, I I do love this mini arc, this three episode arc that we're gonna be talking about. Um, but. It honestly was one of the slower parts of the show, and this is almost where I fell off. I didn't love Zenitsu as a character. Like, I was so sold on the first 10 episodes. Then Zenitsu came in, I'm like, oh, great. I know he's going to be a consistent party member, and I can't stand him in this episode. Well, he's in the opener, right? You know he's going to stick around. You know he's going so you know to be there. So I'm like, great, yeah. this guy's. And then the demon, I didn't love I didn't love these couple episodes. So like, I was really worried that I was going to fall off at this point, and almost did. Um, so Zenitsu was the main part of that. I mean, the one other character, too, that kind of made me more interested was obviously Inosuke, um, the boar-headed man, as we learned in this episode. I don't think we learned the name, but it's something that you've probably seen the memes about. I mean, if you're watching Demon Slayer at this point with us for the first time, you've probably seen 800 memes of him because he is kind of the meme-centric yeah. of the yeah. show. Um, but and he was the other character, and that's another one I want to kind of dive into. This is a random man hiding in a demon house. I don't know if he was hiding. I don't know, I don't know if you would call well, it hiding. That he appeared in a demon's house with a boar head and two swords. So I guess, Dylan, I always like going back to you for first impressions. But Well, I there's some stuff I want to know. What's the head? What's the boar head? Why? That's something we do talk about later on the show. There is a somewhat of a reason for it. So I don't want to spoil that for you quite yet until we get to that episode. It'll be there is an episode where we actually talk about it. Um, also, his but, swords. He has like serrated swords. Yes. Which is which is brutal as hell. And also, like, so whenever they were giving um, the uh, the Nichiren swords out to people, did they just give him two? I don't know. Again, did they? Yeah. Yeah. You're you're asking some good questions that I cannot yeah, wait to talk these about. Are these... On next week's episode of Demon Slayer Chronicles. Wait a second. No, it's not even next week's, dude. We're yeah, like, I was oh, gonna say I know what happens. Episodes. No, no, like it's, they don't answer those anytime soon. Yeah, they don't answer that in this arc at all. This is like that's like down well, the they line. They kind of do, don't they? Nope. No, no. It's this is like. Oh wait, 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 wait. Here, okay. I don't say anything, but I'm gonna give this out to the listeners. Here's what I'm thinking: the way that they're serrated, maybe they're one sword, 
because they can kind of fit into each other a little bit. So maybe that should be really ma- cool. Maybe there was dope. maybe like when he grabbed her, it like split or something. Then it goes together, and you could put it on the back, so you could pull it out as one big sword. Oh, that actually be sickest. That would that'd be, be sickest hell. Really cool. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, we're we're making our own character now. We don't care about Inosuke anymore. We're introducing this two sworded badass. Um, but yeah, and again. We were just we just did a horrible job of talking about a new character the first time because we literally said, "Oh, we're not going to really tell you much about it," but we really don't learn much about him in this episode, and that's why it's so hard to talk about. He's him. mad. He pretty much appears. He's pissed off, and he runs away to go kill things. That's as much as we learn about this character in this episode. So it's really hard to talk too much about him. Well, he not only he not only like appears like he's hostile against like straight up everybody. Like there's no like he has no affinity towards like either demons or people. Like demons are just how he's going to kill him everybody else is kind of getting in his way right i do love that he basically coins the three the coins the phrase coming through coming like the, through yeah the entire time and i'm like oh, this is sick this is sick. i loved i loved the introduction of his character i didn't know whose side this guy was on i didn't know what his deal was again you see him in the opener so you know he's gonna be around and you're like like i remember watching like the first couple episodes i'm like man i really want to know who this boar guy is but he was always chasing people too so he was chasing he's point- chasing zenitsu so i'm like yeah okay I, I still don't know his relationship right and that automatically makes me like him more because i don't like zenitsu yeah exactly so obviously i lean more towards the boar-headed man than uh zenitsu in this moment um so yeah so it was all really fun and then i guess the third Big introduction. I mean, obviously, we have the kids. They're kind of the ones pushing along and the reason why Tenjiro's going into this demon's house. But also, we have the actual demon of the house that has a... This is the first time we've seen a blood demon art of this type, really. Before, it's always just been how they interacted with themselves, pretty much. They got stronger, or they could make a pool of water that allows them to go somewhere else. But this is a demon art that allows them to control what's around them. So, like, the demon, like, this house exists, but this demon can control it using his blood demon's art. Which I think is such a really cool idea that was introduced that these blood demon arts, the, yeah, blood art, yeah, de- uh, no, yeah blood right. demon okay. art, your blood demon art. Sorry, yeah, um, can be so powerful that no, they can demon, demon blood things. art. Thank demon, you. Yeah, there we I go. I thought that was wrong. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can be so powerful that it can affect the surrounding of the demons and not just the demon itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, like, uh, it was a, he was a really cool, like, I know, like, Andrew, I, I don't totally agree with you on the fact that this was, like, one of the slower arcs. Zenitsu does kind of suck, and that, that kind of definitely dampers it. Um, but this the aesthetic of this demon really did it for me. I really liked, like, I was really on the edge of my seat when he was first introduced because I was like, this guy seems like a real badass. Like, I mean, he's jacked. He looks pissed off. He looks mean. He doesn't look, like... He's not like our e-boy from like the streets or and he's not like, you know, he's not sm- small and slight like the other he, two demons. He looks like a demon, like an actual he, demon. Yeah, he does, yeah. exactly, right? So that was a big thing that really sold him for me that aesthetically this guy looks the part, right? So I was really hype on him. I thought he was sick. I, I, I like think? him aesthetically too. Like uh, I, I, I think the aesthetic of it, you know, it, it really like kind of captured that like like old Japan and a demon like perfectly like mashed together and i really like that i thought it was cool at least the way he looked did you like did, no, you, did you like his how his his demon blood art worked eh? i i i don't know <laughs> like like for this character i kind of wish he just had like a big old sword or something yeah um but i i like the blood art itself i just don't know if i wanted him with it like maybe right, someone okay. else like um but i definitely like it i thought it was an interesting idea I really like when shows do this, where they introduce like 
con like the fight is oh you're fighting basically the house and like it's a puzzle like this this is what it is it's just like a shifting puzzle yeah and i agree and unfortunately we have to wait till next episode to talk a little bit more about the actual fight scene so that's really about as far as we can go before we start getting into kind of spoilers for next week because we do watch a couple episodes at a time for recordings but i guess going back so just kind of thinking if there's anything else we want to talk about so we've dove into talking crows we've talked about the three new characters we talked a little bit about the blood art and i think that's the majority of where this episode covers but is there anything else specific you guys want to talk about that i missed that i didn't bring up or just you feel like people would be interested in hearing about i don't trust the kids i didn't like i didn't trust the kids the first watch through i still don't trust the kids like that that's i was just like this is a bait this is a whole bait so like that would be really interesting too because up to this point we've never like we understand that demons eat humans and that's how they do, but we've never seen or we don't understand if some demons work with humans to do such things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. could, I mean, could these just be normal humans and actually be working with the demon in exchange for being protected or something kind of like that? So that actually is something really unique that I've never thought about before. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this show has got me so, like, untrusting of other characters for no real good reason. Like, it's usually the eyes that really throw me off because you look at these two kids initially, their eyes are very, like, like plain and undetailed so that always is like oh okay like are they like empty characters are they like kind of blank characters but like i yeah so like initially i was just like i don't i don't i don't trust this shit at all yeah but yeah that's really that was really the only other thing i could really take away from the episode yeah but then i guess with that i'm actually going to hand it back over to you because i have kind of assigned you the role of going over a topic of the week yeah so this is now basically my job <laughs> andrew does a, a whole bunch on the it's back end job it is no, a no 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 responsibility it's a fun exactly. activity you organize. it's a yes, it's a fun <laughs> it's a fun activity you organize yeah so andrew does a ton on the back end so i've taken this over to kind of alleviate him a bit um so my topic of the week is that we were introduced to two very 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 stereotypical shonen tropes um, we have the whiny kid who is usually reserved for the protagonist, um, but now we get in, like we said, the ma- manifestation of Zenitsu, and we have the overly pissed off, angry berserker type character in the boar-headed man, aka Anasuke. Um, so Can I you just give me examples of those because, like, I guess for me, like you guys say that's a trope. Those sound like tropes for me when you talk through them, but just thinking very quickly, I can't think of those tropes in a lot of anime that I've seen, given I haven't watched near as much as youtube right okay fair enough so um for for zenitsu again it's usually again like main protagonist so naruto main character from black clover who his name eludes me um naruto is usually the first one i go to i mean even some even like ash is like i mean if we're gonna really really dumb it down he's he can be whiny he's very capable of it again we're just seeing it turned up to 11 with zenitsu right he's like i mean because again like like you said andrew He's taken the whininess from two main characters who Tanjiro's too, like, again, he's a Disney princess, right? Like, he literally is. There's no whiny traits about this dude. He's wholesome. He's great. And then Nezuko can't even talk. So, I mean, like, they're like, all right, we're just going to funnel it all into him, right? Wait, I just understood why you called him a Disney princess, because he can talk to birds. Because he can talk yeah. to birds, yeah? Yeah, that yeah. That was the I, joke. That, that, that didn't register with me <laughs> until now, and I just accepted it. Yeah, dude. He's- right all right, head. go on. Go on, so let's hear about the Berserker. So the Berserker is a little less common because it's usually manifestation in one way or another. You either have somebody who's incredibly moody or incredibly, like, you have the emotion that, like, makes them standoffish and hard to get along with turned up to 11. Sasuke is, like, one of the biggest ones. Um, I don't know if either of you have seen Blood Blockade Battlefront, 
but uh, the main character's like mentor is kind of the same thing. He's brash, he's arrogant, he's over the top, all that good stuff. Um, and I mean, almost to a degree, um, what's his face from One Piece? Homeboy with the three swords. I can't remember his name. You're Z- speaking to a man yeah. that never even thought about watching One Piece. Give me, okay, give me, give me an anime that you have watched, Andrew, and I'll see if I can associate it with it. Besides Full, Full Sword Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Really actually hard to do because Full Metal Alchemist doesn't touch this at all. Your argument's falling apart here, James. It is with very good anime because very good anime doesn't do tropes. Full Metal so Alchemist. Okay. Actually, I want, I, want to take, I want to take that in a different direction than your question. Okay. All right. So you said very good anime tr- traditionally doesn't do these tropes. So by introducing these two tropes into the show to obviously two extremes from what we've seen so far, do you think these two characters lessen the overall quality of the show? Just up to this point, and you can talk about Johnny, your general impression of the show, I guess. Right. Even a little further as we know more about him, but you just said good anime doesn't use tropes. No, these most of the time they don't. You're yeah. talking about. Does this make the show worse? For, to this point, yes. To this point, this episode definitely, like, initially, for me at least, like, my first watch through, this made the show take a bit of a blow for me because Zenitsu was so over the top. He's so overbearing. And Inosuke is so, like, he, again, these, they, they pick these characters, they pick these tropes, and, it, like, turn them both up to 11. Which with do- no, with, yeah, with no affirmation. Yeah, and, and, and there's no, there's no, like, salvation no from it it's like he's always gonna be mad he's always gonna be like gung-ho or he's always gonna be annoying it's like you never have the moment like tandra right it's like okay he's like weak or whatever here but then like he's in a moment of where he's super sick there's not there's not a balance and it's turned up to 11 it's like please i i need a like i needed a break from both of these characters by the end of this episode already and i think that's what we made we fell in love with Shinjiro in the first episode so much because he started off so whiny and just begging not to kill his sister all that kind of stuff and being berated for how weak and whiny he is. Then all of a sudden he flips on a dime and goes after Giyu trying to save her. Like, I think they maybe not something that big. I said it took a whole episode to set up, but that's the kind of thing that he's saying that there's no salvation for either one of these. Like Tanjiro started whiny, but then had that little redemption scene. We did in, in the same episode, in the characters. same episode, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So that I think again, for me, that overall lessened the show for me. At this point, I was very much like, "Oh fuck, okay, guys, come on, man, like don't don't do this to me, right?" Because again, like like you said with Tanjiro, we had all that redemption in all one episode, and we weren't left on like a cliffhanger where we're like, "I don't know, I don't yeah, know." What well, we learned very this. little right away. We just know he's mad, and we learned very little about Zenitsu besides he seems useless. Yeah, pretty much, right? So those like that's just it, right? So I wish I had, I should have probably brought more like examples of like the actual tropes but it's again okay. i was being a dick about it too. i don't know what i mean like i think i think people do like again like it's something they recognize when it's talked through but like initial impressions it's just like nothing comes to mind right away yeah right no, so i get that but i have to hand it over to dylan for i think my favorite part of the show the secret of the week here's the tie show secret the drum that we hear in the show and that the demon has is a, a Suzumi drum. It's like this really hard, incredibly tight drum. Um, and one thing that they do is because it's so tight um, is that typically when you're playing it, you'll breathe on it or you'll actually just like wipe spit on it to keep it moist. And because that's it's what helps it, so tight. Like... And that's what helps give it its sound. I didn't know that. I and, don't know if he did, and, and, know. and this and this drum. Is, is typically, you can hear it, uh, I guess, most like outside of Japanese culture um, in uh, Kabuki theater. 
So if you ever hear like Kabuki or you ever see a clip of it, you'll like most of the time hear this drum and a really bassy drum too. What's what's Kabuki? Um, it, it's like a it's like Japanese theater. It's like oh, it's okay. like very dramatic. Like everyone has like really played up costumes and stuff like that. Okay. I don't. Is there a scene where he doesn't wipe his hand on his mouth? No, no, no. He doesn't do it. He doesn't. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because I mean, that would be. But he's also a demon, so you know they're probably not normal. uh, I mean, yeah, Tasuki drums. Very true. Yeah, good point. How do you say it again, Dylan? Say it one more time for me. Suzumi. 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 Okay. And that we're gonna see, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna record it again in ten minutes, and I'm gonna say that wrong. So it's okay. I know. I can't, no. That's what I can't wait for. But thank you for the secret, Dylan. But do we have anything else we want to wrap up? We've gone through the topic of the week. I think we really dove into but everything we can with this episode. Good little topic. But I think with that, we're gonna wrap up this week's episode. Yeah. So like Dylan mentioned earlier at the beginning of the episode, hit us with that five star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to, and tell your friends about us. And we have so much stuff going on, so check out poppedoff.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for this and all the other stuff we do and all the updates we do on it. But with that, we'll see you next week where we will talk about episode 12, The Boar Bangs and Fangs, Senetsu Sleeps. We will see you guys then. Yeah.